Hello everyone and welcome to Femininity by Rachel V. I am your host Rachel V and I am a femininity embodiment expert and coach. This podcast was created to offer a safe place for women to express themselves, learn, master, and protect their feminine aura. My focus is feminine energy, but I do invite masculine energies and voices to be a part of the conversation. I mean, let's face it, masculine and feminine energies need each other. During this podcast, you will be entertained and schooled by myself and hand-picked guests. I believe it's my God's given gift to the world to show women how to operate highly in their feminine frequency. I hope you enjoy yourself here in this captivating atmosphere I've created for you and for me. Welcome to Femininity by Rachel V. Hello, Fems, and welcome back to Femininity by Rachel V. I am your host, Rachel V, and tonight I have a very special, fine guest. Her name is Shariza J. Wilkerson. Hi, Shariza. Hey, what's up, Fems? How are you? I am good. How are you? I'm great. You look great. <laughs> you look great, too. <laughs> I love you. your nails. Thank I love you so your much. fit. This green looks amazing on you. Thank you. Money green. <laughs> money green. Yes, that's going to be the theme tonight. Money green, money green. Let's get it. <laughs> <laughs> so, Shariza, please tell the Fems who you are and, you know, everything about you. Just dive in. Who are you? Well, I am Shariza J. Wilkerson. I am a wife, a mother, a author, serial entrepreneur, life coach, sister, friend, homegirl, just a chick living her life limitless, not giving a damn about what anybody says, but just living and trying to bring out the best in everybody, including myself. So tell us about your road to success. You know, everything. We want to know the highs, the lows. Tell the films. You know, about I'm, everything. I'm glad you asked about the lows mm-hmm. because far too often we, we want to talk about the highs and people mm-hmm. see us today mm-hmm. and just think we got our shit all figured out mm-hmm. when we when we really still trying to figure it out. Right. So, I mean, it wasn't easy. Mm-hmm. You know, I was a teen mom. I grew up in the inner city. Mm-hmm. You know, I grew up in a definitely predominantly black neighborhood, urban neighborhood. You know, had my girls young, had two daughters by the age of 19. Oh, wow. Yeah. People counted me out. Mm-hmm. I'd say that the, the church folk, you know, family, mm-hmm. friends told me I wasn't going to be nothing, told me I'd be on welfare, you know, and I just wouldn't make it. And trust me, it was tough. Mm-hmm. You know, it was tough. But I still went to school, still finished college and said, I'm going to, you know, make something out myself. And, you know, a lot of people say, well, you know, why did you decide to take the road less traveled? Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, truth is, I like nice shit. Absolutely. (laughs) I like nice (laughs) shit and I like to buy it myself. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. I'm going to work for it. So it was definitely hard, Mm -hmm. but I was able to finish school. You know, I was literally working nine to five, getting up, taking my daughters to daycare, Mm -hmm. going to work nine to five, Mm -hmm. going to school, picking them up from daycare, taking them to my mom's. Mm going to school from six to 10. And I did that for like five years, Mm -hmm. just working, working, working and going to school. Finally finished, 
you know, and of course, during that time, it was tough, you know, raising two girls and then, you know, just being judged by people because I'm Mm -hmm. so young, Mm -hmm. you know, being a teen mom, but just definitely just not giving up, you know, and I think it was, you know, it's really perseverance. Mm -hmm. And I know this sounds cliche, but I really did have that praying grandmother. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I'm talking about going on that big bed and just crying. Mm -hmm. She was like, no, we ain't doing that. Mm -hmm. You made your bed. You're going to lie in it. You know, because we got to take accountability for our school. We ups, absolutely right? do. Absolutely. So just continue to just grind, you know, and got a corporate America job, mm-hmm. stayed there for 10 years mm-hmm. and climbed the corporate ladder. Mm-hmm. I was making like probably $9 an hour when I started. Mm-hmm. So tell us about that journey. So, you know, just being, I think I was an entrepreneur at heart. I don't know. Like I just grew up. I was that kid, like going, going to the candy school candy store when I was in elementary school mm-hmm. and buying the 50 cent candy, the quarter candy, taking it to school and flipping it. Yeah. <laughs> so I was flipping the candy. Okay. Yes. Like you getting these now laters, they was 15 cent. I'm selling them for 50 cent mm-hmm. because they're, it's high in demand. Right. So I don't even I can't tell you where the, that drive came from, mm-hmm. but I knew it was something that was instilled in me. And I always like to say that's one of God's, you know, great talents mm-hmm. that he gave me mm-hmm. to kind of hustle and be that entrepreneur, mm-hmm. because I was that kid selling the candy, you know, the chips, the candy, the lily dillies, whatever it was. I love you know? it. So I love I it. Think I was selling a little thing or two when I was young, too. I don't know where it came from. It was just like it's I just always tingy, wanted right? to have like money, like. My own money. I watched my mom. She worked really hard. And I, of course, had a baby young, 19, Mm -hmm. same as you. Mm -hmm. And I just never not wanted to have money. I needed to have my own money. You know, it was cool back then to get it from like a guy or your boyfriend or whatever. But I wanted my own, my own money. So I can definitely understand. Absolutely. I mean, you know, you want your own. And I think that's kind of where it started. Mm -hmm. But even working, you know, in corporate America, Mm -hmm. Before I actually ventured out into entrepreneurship, I was always because I believe in parallelpreneurship. I don't think mm-hmm. anybody should leave their nine to five if they're not ready. Yeah, you say know, that again. I don't think anybody should leave their nine to five if they're not ready. Absolutely. You know, I'm a strong believer in God, the Christian faith, mm-hmm. but faith without works is dead. Right. Okay. So and God also gave us common sense. Mm-hmm. Like you can't step out own a dollar mm-hmm. in a dream because he mm-hmm. gave us those common sense. Mm-hmm. So let's make sure that you're prepared. So what I did is worked and build, you know, at the same time. Mm-hmm. I was selling Mary Kay. Okay. I was making those baskets, girl. Okay. I'm talking about getting little bags and putting okay. the baskets. I mean, hustling. You okay. know, making a, making a <laughs> killing too. I used to pay for the our spring break off mm-hmm. of my side hustle. Mm-hmm. So it was always there. Right. So I always knew I wanted to have my own. So, Sharice, I want you to tell me about your steps. I want to know about all of your steps in your journey to where you are now. Like, because I feel like everything that we go through, everything that we experience, it brings us to the place we are at now. Absolutely. Example, when I was in high school, I used to manage just two stores. It was like a, a a frame store or something. Mm-hmm. I was at the manager and then I transferred to another store and I became another manager. Then I became a store manager, then a district manager. And then I got my own salon at 26. So I felt like all of those things were baby steps to where I was going at that time. So I just want to know each step right. to where you are now. So I, you know, I started off as a customer service rep Okay, with the British Airways. That's my corporate America job. Okay. How old and were you? 
I was 19. Okay. I was 19. I actually went into labor with my second daughter Mm -hmm. working Mm -hmm. because I was like, I'm not going, I'm not going to, you know, miss this money. So Mm -hmm. they literally had to roll me out in the chair to the paramedics. Really? And to have my baby. Mm -hmm. But um, I started there, but I left as an ops manager. So I climbed that ladder. Mm -hmm. I climbed the ladder. I was very determined. Mm -hmm. Um, I had people who saw things in me that at that time, I didn't necessarily see in myself where it relates to leadership. Mm -hmm. So I started, you know, displaying my leadership skills. Mm -hmm. And I left as an ops manager Mm -hmm. making decent money. Mm -hmm. And how I left, and this is this is when it really, you know, think about be going rags to riches, riches to rags and things right. like that. Mm-hmm. So that's basically when I left, I was laid off. Mm-hmm. I went to India for three months mm-hmm. to train other people to take I've my job. I'm in India too. What city? I was in Noida. In Noida. So right, by, okay. right out of New Delhi. Okay. I went to Chennai. It was the most humbling girl. Yeah. Let me tell you, I, did you tra- how did you travel to India? I'm British Airways. British Airways. Okay, so I'm going to tell you. When I traveled, I was 29 years old, mm-hmm. and I couldn't find anybody to go with me, but I wanted to start my hair company. And I was like, I'm going. Yeah. Nobody could go, and I was just like, you know, nobody's ever going to go at 29 talking about going to India. Mm-hmm. So I decided to go, and when I got there, I went alone. I was so scared. Wow. I was so scared. Like it was men looking, women mm-hmm. look. Everybody was looking and pointing. I was so afraid. Mm-hmm. I spent twelve days there by myself. I started wow. a blog, so that my because back then we didn't have Instagram. Right, right. We didn't right. have Instagram. All we had was Skype. Mm-hmm. So I was like blogging to let my family know that I was okay. I like wrote a little blog every day mm-hmm. just so they could know where I was, what I did that day. But me doing that by myself let me know I didn't need any goddamn body. Right. So I want to hear about. So those are those experiences that show you who you Mm -hmm. are and really humble you. Mm -hmm. Because when I went over there, I was 26. Okay. And I went with a bunch of white people Mm -hmm. older than me. You know, they were like executives in corporate Mm -hmm. America. Mm -hmm. Asked me to go over there and train. Oh my God, yeah. So I'm really by myself. Yeah. You know? How long? I was there for a month. A month, yeah. Okay. I was there for a month. Eating rice. I was there for a month, <laughs> a month straight. Rice and yogurt. Yes. <laughs> and when I first went there, girl, because I wanted to try everything, I'm, I, I went to this buffet and I got so sick. But mm-hmm. I got to see, you know, a third world country. Right. Where I'm in this beautiful hotel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then right across the street. The hotels are amazing. 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 Right they across have the palaces. Street, what do you see? Across the street, it's poverty. Poverty. Outhouses. And the traffic is like... Horrible. I've never people seen people die. Like literally, they have like, I think they said like hundreds of casualties daily yeah. because of the traffic. Because of the traffic, it's yes. like bikes and those little taxis. It's just like bumper to bumper the kind yes. of traffic. They don't have stoplights. Yeah. They don't have lights to yeah. direct anything. So it's, I it's, understand. It like is. sis, it is. I get like, it. Listen, it was. It was. <laughs> but I got to see the Taj Mahal. Mm-hmm. You know, got to you know just see mm-hmm. a different part of the world. Yeah, but also. It made me appreciate. And I think that was one of my real humbling experiences, Mm -hmm. you know, to say, you know, thank you, God. Right. You know, I know that you have more for me, you know, just seeing that and Mm -hmm. seeing these little kids begging Mm -hmm. for money. It was just so. It was crazy. It was one of those experiences. I even went to church when I was there. I went to church. I I didn't do that. I did. I went. Well, it wasn't like a church. It was kind of like a gathering, but it was like a religious kind of gathering. Right. Because they're. Buddhist over there. Right. Mm-hmm. So I want to say it, it was like a church. It was almost like a cookout. Imagine mm-hmm. like 
a cookout and we're kind of like, you know, hanging out and it's like a barbecue. Day. It was mm-hmm. kind of like that kind of setting. Wow. And this, I remember this one girl, she was so beautiful and she had like all these kids and it just reminded me of that yeah. in that moment. It reminded me of, of home. Yeah. Did you see the elephants crossing the street? I and did. The cows, the royalty. I did. I mean, it was just, it was, it was, it, very, it was, it was it an was, experience. It was a lot. So let's, let's so, get back to what right. we were. So I, you know, I was able to go there, but then, you know, I got laid off. They gave mm-hmm. me an okay severance package. Okay. You know, it was okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was out of work at that time for 10 months. Okay. I, at that time, my faith had gotten so much stronger, right. you know, in God and just going to church and praying and just doing a lot of asking God. Mm-hmm. So here's another thing. Okay. When you ask God to show you something and tell you where you're not supposed to be, mm-hmm. you better be ready. Right. And it's not going to feel good all the time. It's not. Because that was one of those moments where it did not feel good. Mm-hmm. That's right. So it's one of them Won't things where it? it's like, he'll do it. Won't he do it? Look, <laughs> I was just so like, you know what, God, I can't even doubt you. Right. So... You know, the rest of my journey, I'm finding myself. I wrote my first book mm-hmm. in 2014. Okay. And that's called Sister D Program, okay. Your Guide to Growth, Freedom, and Redefining Let the Yourself. films know where they can pick that up. You can pick that up on my website at sharizajwilkerson.org. Okay. And that's Sister D Program, Your Guide to Growth, Freedom, and Redefining Yourself. Yes, I love so, it. So, honey, I wrote my first book. Now, okay. my grandma had passed in 2010. Okay. And that was a big blow for me. Okay. But I'm writing my book. Got it published, got it out. And that's really the road to entrepreneurship. I did not know that my pain was going to mm-hmm. be my purpose. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot of time, a lot of things that we don't want to talk about. We don't want to talk about the pain and how mm-hmm. we got there. We want people to see us right now, how we are looking right. all good, having all everything right. together. And it was pain. Mm-hmm. It was, it was struggle. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I wrote the book and I talked about, you know, my experiences. Mm-hmm. I talked about being in an abusive home when I was a kid, when I was a young girl. Okay. I talked about watching my mom literally get beat with a hammer, <gasps> watching my mom get beat, mm. watching, you know, my, my stepdad, you know, physically and mentally abuse my mom. Right. And that part of my life, I blocked out. Okay. So I literally had to do some soul searching and find out why I was so angry. Right. Cause I went through this stage where I was very angry mm. and a dude could mm. not tell me to shut up, be quiet, because I wouldn't lose it. It was mm-hmm. lost. It mm-hmm. was lost. I'm going off because I felt disrespected. Right. And that's something I had to work on because it was a strength, mm-hmm. but it was also a weakness. Okay. So we have to, you know, recognize that, you know, our strengths can be our weaknesses as well. So it was good because I ain't take no bullshit. Right. But at the same time, it hurt, you know, in relationships. So I knew I had to kind of find myself mm-hmm. and say why are you so angry okay so that's what prompted that's writing what the book writing the book okay so after the book then after what? the book I got my first speaking engagement okay because the book was like so powerful to mm-hmm. people it sounds like it I can't I wait got to get my one. first paid speaking engagement mm-hmm. and I'm like oh okay that's what's up <laughs> I'm like <laughs> oh so all I did was given. tell my story right you know, I'm just <laughs> telling y'all what I went through and how I literally had to take off the contacts take off the weave and the makeup mm-hmm. for like two years mm-hmm. to really say I love who I am right you know I went through this whole journey of saying I need to fall in love with me all over again okay right so you know I got my first paid speaking engagement and then somebody else asked me to speak and somebody else, and I'm just like, oh, this is cool. But I'm still a parallel panure, you know. I end up, you know, I'm still working for um, a company. When mm-hmm. I wrote my first book in this company, Corporate America, I was an executive manager. 
And they really supported me in okay. my journey. Nice. You so get it was, that it a lot. Awesome. You don't. Not in corporate. You don't. You don't. But it's a blessing in the South. You know, it was the time, and I have to say, you know, just really traveling and getting paid to speak and, you know, things of that sort. Then I wrote my second book, then my third book. And then I met the love of my life. Oh, nice. Like, we were together in high school. You know, we kind of played around in high school, mm -hmm. you know, and we would always, he would always say, oh, you're going to be my girlfriend. You're going to mm -hmm. be my wife. Mm -hmm. You know, we kept in touch, you know, over the years, and we would kind of keep in touch via social media. Uh -huh. And he always tells people, I, I, Found her again on MySpace and caught her on Facebook. Okay, okay, <laughs> so, okay, okay. <laughs> but we we started dating. You know, uh -huh. we when now now I used to tell him, I'm like, boy, you got too many. I mean, because he's a bachelor mm -hmm. in Atlanta, just okay. finished his doctorates, you know, mm -hmm. just doing his thing, mm -hmm. you know, driving around in the Bentley, had his thing going on this 30, living on the 30th floor in Atlanta. And I'm like, nah, you play too many games. Okay. You yeah. know what I mean? So it was just like, nah, I'm that good. That would have ran me away yeah, too. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> but he was very, you know, persistent. Mm -hmm. You know, I remember in 2009, he reached out to me. He was, when you have a minute, put me in it. I'm like, boy, you are so Oh, lame. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. But, you know, <laughs> we end up going out on our first date and mm -hmm. we really just vibe. Okay. And I'm like, okay, wait a minute. You ain't supposed to like him like this. That, right. You know, because I was that chick that they would talk about. And my mm -hmm. friend would tell me this all the time. You, you're so shallow. You don't give people a chance. Because mm -hmm. I was that chick that just cut people off in a heartbeat. Yeah. Like if you it say free strawberry... If you're yeah. speaking wrong, if you, you know, if you, if you say something wrong. It's a defense it's mechanism. It's it. Yeah. That was it. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it was something about him. We just had a great chemistry. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he had the ladies after him, had baby mamas. And I'm just like, nah, I ain't supposed to be with you. Right. Can't you telling me this? And, you know, we really just connected mm -hmm. in every aspect. So, you know, he was, he was so ambitious. Mm -hmm. And I think that's kind of what connected us. And he has a great heart. Okay. So it was one of those things like he has a good heart, very ambitious. And, you know, the challenge of, I think it was the challenge of him, you know, trying to get with me and be with me. But I was kind of pushing him off. But truth is, like, when we first went out on that mm -hmm. first date, I was like, Oh, wait a minute. Right. I ain't supposed to feel this way. Because I really tried to pull away from him. Okay. But for whatever reason, well, I mean, obviously we know why today. Right. But, you know, that's now my husband. And, you know, we are like literally to this day, we're like great friends. And that's when I, I wrote love Dear that. Future that Husband. That is so magical. Yes. And I wrote Dear Future Husband, another book behind that journey. Okay. So, met the love of your life, moving forward. We, we got to the marriage. Mm -hmm. Is it? Anything else in between there you want to kind of touch on? Girl, child, we could talk about the crazy ass baby mamas. We could talk we about. We don't want to talk about them. We, we, we can talk about them. We, no got, yeah, we, we, we got so much. <laughs> we, 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 but no, in between that, we, this is us starting the entrepreneurship journey. Okay. Yeah. He had I his dream. Know about all of that. He had yes. his dream. And at that time it was a non-surgical center because he decided okay. to move to Florida. Okay. I know that you run a multitude of businesses that are doing beyond well i want to know more about the surgical center and the challenges that come along with the, having a center so we have the surgical center which is the best you now cosmetic surgery center and lounge 360 spawn wellness which is our wellness center please tell the films where it is and so we all are located stuff, please <laughs> yes films we are located so come get your body did done <laughs> Right. <laughs> we are located in Plantation, Florida, 4101 South Hospital Drive. Okay. And our Instagram is best you now. That's the letter U, best you now dot official. Because mm. we are official. I love right? it. So 
in the industry, you don't see many black owned and operated cosmetic surgery centers. Okay. Right. The biggest challenge is honestly being an African-American owned surgery center Mm -hmm. where we are not, we don't, we're not dominant in this field, in this industry. Okay. And the challenges have been, you know, other industry, other ethnicities Mm -hmm. trying to take us down per se, you know, coming for us. Yeah. Sabotage our business, Mm -hmm. take our surgeons. They've called us inward owners i'm gonna just say it they call us nigger owners we really? want to take those nigger owners down child they they have us in the, the paper so so here's another challenge so the finance companies and i and this is something i'm so glad i have this opportunity to put this yes, out let's there let's talk about it because we have finance companies mm-hmm. that it's it's a lot of fraud in south florida you okay. know let's just keep I, it real I, yeah it's a I lot always of, say that it's, yeah it's a lot mm-hmm. in south florida so when they think they find a lick, you know, they come. Mm-hmm. So they're finance companies that are third party providers where you sign up, you pro- sign up for the application mm-hmm. and you get finance through the company. So think about like a care credit, mm-hmm. Alfion and things mm-hmm. of that mm-hmm. sort. So what happens is if these people are using false credit card or they stole someone's identity, they attach it to they you and your business, it to us and our business and they come mm-hmm. and they do that. Now, all the surgical centers were hit mm-hmm. hard mm-hmm. by this. Lost thousands of dollars. Mm-hmm. Actually, hundreds of thousands of dollars. Okay. We got hit pretty hard. You know, they came and they did that with us. Okay. And instead of, because we're a Black-owned cosmetic surgery center mm-hmm. and we became one of the leading mm-hmm. surgery centers here, mm-hmm. they decided that we were a part of it because we were Black. Oh, wow. That we had something to do with these fraudsters. So you wasn't the victim. He was the villain. We were the villain. Hmm. We were the villain. So they tried to sue us for the money. It's out there and it definitely hurts our business. Mm -hmm. They tried to sue us for the money. And we in turn filed a countersuit filing discrimination, Mm -hmm. showing all the other surgical centers that have gone through this. And why are you not going after them? Why are you coming only after us? So they dropped the lawsuit. They dismissed it. Mm -hmm. And this is something that, and and it's in Miami Times and Palm Beach Times, mm-hmm. and they refuse to remove the article. Oh, wow. So, but we're going to get that removed. We're going to get it removed, but they're okay. refusing to remove it. But these are things that happen being a Black-owned cosmetic surgery center, because we're doing our thing. Well, like, I'm we're doing get, our I'm thing, listen, honey. I'm going to let you know, I, you know, one of my goals is mm-hmm. I want to get these things lifted. We got you. Yes. So, we got you. yeah, I mean, I'm going to have to come and get a consultation because, you know, I've had these for, you know, a couple of years and I've had a baby and, you know, I, I see the little droppage and I want to. Yeah. So we'll talk. So, yeah, we, we'll, we'll talk. So films, listen, last week on a podcast, I said, you know, one of the things that I want all of you ladies to do and invest, like if you is something that you want to do and you want to rebrand, we're rebranding. If you want to rebrand your life and it's anything you want to get done. Tummy tuck, light bulb, anything that you want to do for yourself that's going to make you feel better, that's going to make you accomplish your goals and move forward in life, do it. And you hear we have a black owned business that's doing very well and has a very good reputation. So, yeah. Yes. So listen, even uh, let's talk investing in yourself. You got to invest in yourself and it's nothing wrong with cosmetic procedures. There's nothing wrong with that. I talk to ladies all day, every Mm -hmm. day, you know, about just loving themselves. Mm -hmm. I say, why are you getting it? My husband's like, wait a minute, you're messing with the money. Don't ask him why. Why are you you getting it? And you know, they'll say no for myself. If you're getting it for yourself, great. But if you're trying to 
look like Instagram filters. Yeah. It's just not. It's just, you know, not it's just realistic. Not. But yeah. do it for you. It's you not know? realistic. So do it for you. Tell us what's next for you. Girl, I am actually in the process of executive producing some reality shows, I love some it. sitcoms, mm-hmm. writing, and I'm looking to watch my first movie. Um, yes. I didn't expect that sitting yes. here. Okay. Yes. You're going to be seeing it 2023, 2024. Okay. My my first movie, mm-hmm. but executive producing, just, just positivity. Listen. Positivity. Sis, you are on a ball and Thank I love you. everything about it. Thank I just want to so commend much. you are on a ball. I Thank love it so much. so much. Yes. And I'm excited because we are about to have our fifth annual Divas Don't Do Drama. We Do Business Summit. Oh, yes. It is going to be in beautiful Hollywood, Florida at Margaritaville Beach Spot and Resort. Tell for me the about Fems. the summit. So this is my first time here in the I'm a newbie. Is, listen, when I say divas don't do drama, we do business. I mean that. I love like it's that. It's about accountability, ownership, and execution. So we're owning our shit. Okay. Right? And we're holding ourselves accountable. Mm-hmm. And we're executing. Because far too often, you know, we, we like I said, we, we hear the good of mm-hmm. it. Let's get down to the nitty gritty. Let's get down. So we have, it's a three-day summit. Okay. Where I'm also a playwright. So we'll be reintroducing my play, okay. which is going to be the monologue edition okay. of Evolution of an Extraordinary Woman, the monologue edition. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to have some night tea night tea you're gonna wear your nice little comfy mm-hmm. pjs mm-hmm. and we're gonna talk we're gonna we're gonna it. talk some real dirty so stuff so how can the film sign up for the summit if the summit you go to my website is sharizajwilkerson.org okay sharizajwilkerson.org and go to dddd summit so it's a three-day summit saturday we have workshops we got money moves workshops we got panels of business women talking about you know the struggles and business and different things so we want to embrace sisterhood you know we want to build each other up not tear each other down Mm -hmm. we want to be open honest and transparent Mm -hmm. and it's like we don't do drama we do business i love that and that's that internal and that external business I love that. So, Shariza, we have heard all of everything, where you came from, where you're going, all of your businesses, the struggles. Now it's time to talk about that feminine energy. Yes. So I want to (laughs) know, well, the films want to know, because, you know, this is all about bringing out our feminine aura. What do you think your best feminine attributes are? I would say my dimples my smile because since you popping <laughs> i must say Go ahead. my dimples my smile you know my talk game my talk game is mm-hmm. on point yeah like i can get whatever i want from my man okay like whatever yeah okay <laughs> so you know we first met he was just always like babe you you have a nice shape your mm-hmm. ass is just nice okay you know, so, you know I, I i work out you know okay. i try to work out and keep it fit mm-hmm. so you know i would say my butt you know, and I remember, you know, uh, someone told me, oh, you're more than tits and ass. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, but I got that. Okay. You know? Okay. So. Well, you're absolutely say, yeah. gorgeous. Thank you. Absolutely Thank you. gorgeous. Thanks. So, Shariza, tell me, what do you do to make you feel the most feminine, the most sexy, the most just, I am that bitch. Yes. Feeling. So, you know, I love like spending, taking that me time. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll go to my spa, Lounge mm-hmm. 360 Spa and Wellness. Okay. <laughs> sit on the V steam because we have the vaginal steaming. Okay. I get my hoo ha all steamed and clean. <laughs> okay. And we have what you call a pretty kitty special. Okay. Okay. So I'll get a nice wax. You know, I like to get nice wax. Mm-hmm. 
and just take care of myself down there, Mm -hmm. you know, take care of my hoo-ha and, you know, make sure that it's all nice and Mm -hmm. tight and right. Okay. I like to do my nails, you know, my hair, like that stuff that we really like to do to make us feel gorgeous. Right. I like to go shopping and for different fragrances, you know, Mm -hmm. perfumes Mm -hmm. and, you know, spray them, Mm -hmm. put it Mm -hmm. on myself Mm -hmm. and just smell myself. You know uh-huh. what I mean? I need to. I get turned on when I smell my girl smell. for real. Like I literally smell. I'm like, ooh, bitch, like, you smell good. Okay, girl, ooh, girl. Yes. And you so. know the bubble baths. Like I love taking nice long bubble baths and just really soaking. And I mm-hmm. just feel so clean and just good. I love that. Yes, yeah, I'm glad you know. that you said that because it sounds like you know exactly what to do to attract the energy that you want absolutely so can you please tell the femmes because most of them are like single or Mm -hmm. you know maybe going through like a breakup or Mm -hmm. something like that can you tell them what they can do or what they can improve to attract the man of their dreams so I actually have a book called Dear Future Husband, yes. Seven Keys to Loving Yourself okay. Before Loving Him. Okay. So you got to love yourself, you okay. know, and you do whatever you got to do for yourself. But I always say what, you know, I always say, what do you bring to the table? Mm-hmm. Be accomplished within your own right. Exactly. Be confident. Exactly. You know, and we get it mixed up, confident mm-hmm. and cocky. Mm-hmm. You got to know that you are that bad bitch and you're the catch. Mm-hmm. You are the catch. Mm-hmm. So you work on it. And if there are some things that you need to work on internally, okay. you know, then you work on those things internally. But you always got to know that I am the catch. He is yes. lucky to have me. But you got to know that, you mm-hmm. know, that's what I talk about, you know, being confident, mm-hmm. you know, being desired, mm-hmm. not desperate. Yeah. That's one of the keys in the book. You got to exactly. be desired. Mm-hmm. Like, I need you to see me and want me. Right. So what are you doing to make yourself be wanted? Right. right? So the things that we just talked about, it's okay to go and have a whole, I, I have a title called Table for One, Please. Okay. I used to go and sit in a bar mm-hmm. or go to like Benihana's, a nice restaurant and sit mm-hmm. at the bar mm-hmm. and have a drink by my damn self. Right, right. Table for one, please. Right. And it's okay because let me tell you something. Believe it or not, ladies, that exudes so much confidence when a man sees that. Mm-hmm. They're like, damn, she mm-hmm. is so secure within mm-hmm. who she is. Mm-hmm. You know, so I got to bring my A game because of who she, because of who she is. Mm-hmm. I got to be that person. Right. So, yes, be confident and accomplishing your own rights. Don't want that six figures. And, you know, what are you bringing to the table? What are you bringing Even to the table? Even if you got table. potential, bring that mm-hmm. damn potential. Mm-hmm. But don't just think just because you got a nice ass and nice mm-hmm. tits mm-hmm. that he just going to want you. Because truthfully, let's be honest, dudes see us, they mm-hmm. want to screw and sometimes they leave. Yeah. So what more are you willing to give? Right. What do you have to offer? What do you have to offer? What do you bring into the table? What do you have table? to offer? Right. Well, sis, it sounds like you have plenty to offer. Girl, I try. I try. <laughs> it sounds like you have plenty to offer. So listen, I just want to know, this is this is going to be a little on a personal side. Okay. Okay. What is the most adventurous, maybe even the word freakiest thing you have displayed or done in the bedroom? Freakiest. I said bedroom. Yes, ladies. I said bedroom. So I think pleasing my man is very important. Okay. You know, just pleasing him. And it's kind of like whatever he, you know, may want, mm-hmm. you know, I do. 
So if so, the crazy I'm gonna say freakiest slash craziest. Listen, I got let's talk my, about. I gotta put my song on freak. Yeah, put the song you, on before you. Let, let me do that because I don't one know. Because you're about to, you to get hot this, up in here. Yeah, you gonna need this energy. Hold on, one listen, second. When you got the man, you gotta keep him. You gotta keep him, y'all. When you got him, you gotta keep him. <laughs> you, you know, my my daughters lie. may be listening, but they gotta know how to keep their damn man listen, too. Listen, okay. The kids said I'm leaving. <laughs> I'm getting up out of here. I don't want to hear all of this. Let me just, let me get on up out of here first. Let me. Yes, I got to go. Let me find the song and then you could go into it because it got to be on. All right. So we got the perfect song for you to tell this, this business, TSS. Okay, so step into my bedroom. <laughs> yes, listen, this is what I want you Just to give. Listen. When you tell a story, yeah. I want you to get your voice I feel like I want you to act like we ain't even here and tell us the story yeah. of what romance looks like. Yeah. For you. So romance for me is really running bubble bath, taking a nice bubble bath together, you know, starting from head to toe going under the water and doing some things i don't know you got to get your hair wet sometime ladies get get you a bath wig i call it a bath wig go under the water give them some nice head okay ain't nothing like some wet 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 head (laughs) because you know men they love the wetness of it Mm -hmm. so imagine being in the tub and doing something like that Getting out the shower, getting out the tub together, and then you tell him what you want. Don't be afraid to talk to your man in the bedroom and tell him exactly what you want and how you like it. The problem is we're so quiet and we just, we don't say what we want, but we have the right to be pleasured too. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we pleasure one another in whatever way and however he wants it that night, whatever if he wants to see the stripper he'll mm-hmm. see the stripper if he wants to see the schoolgirl, if he want to see that boss that's in the office that's who he gonna see mm-hmm. so i'll ask him who who you want to see char shariza or shay shay oh yeah <laughs> who, who, who you who you bugging tonight <laughs> and he'll tell me depends on how he feel but you know we just get down and dirty and I whatever he it. wants he gets and whatever I want he gives you got to be able to please one another and be okay with wanting what you want so we get real you know freaky a little bit of role playing listen you got a man these girls got that little yeah yeah Yeah. that listen let me tell you something I just got some tips from my damn (laughs) self (laughs) but it's all about saying what you want and how you want it so on that note Tell us, how far would you go to please your mate? I mean, whatever he wants. I mean, I'll go far. And I would say, you know, you got to be okay with it, of course. But, you know, there hasn't been anything that he's asked that I haven't done. Okay. So, you like to play a lot. <laughs> you know, you do a lot. I think I was telling another sister, like... Mm-hmm. There, there are no limits, you know. I'm a, I'm a married woman. I can do what the hell I want to do and how I want to do it. <laughs> so, it's no limits. It's no limits. 
Listen, we live in the limitless life, y'all. No limits. That was so good. <laughs> I loved it. I felt like I was like, <laughs> I was like this. I'm telling you, it's the song. It's the song. The song carries you like no, this. I, I need flowing. that intro. You need, I need that, that intro, that. Like, <laughs> baby. Come here. Let me talk to you. For that a song make you be like, hey, 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 come, come on me, into my room. Let me put that big one. Well. <laughs> Shariza, thank you so much. Oh, no problem. Thank you I had so, so much, much fun. So much being fun. here. No problem. I swear, this was like, I really loved this. Yes, it you was awesome. You have to come back again. I'll come back anytime. anytime. And I'm going to have to come and visit you. Yes, very, and make sure soon. you come to the summit. No, I'm definitely Come by coming. the office. Like, I'm supportive. There. Listen, yes. I have all the time in the world. I live in Miami now. Oh, and I'm yes. just having a great time, you know. But, I, you know, this was really amazing. Thank you for coming no through thank and you sharing so your story. Thank you, um, thank you so much for being here tonight. This ends our episode with Shariza. She dropped so many good juicy dry gems tonight. Chicken nuggets and everything. If you have questions in the future, if you need any information from my new guest, Shariza, you can text me at 305-614-1916. And Shariza, can you please again tell the fems where they can find you, where they can locate you, where they can stalk you <laughs> and get some services done, everything. Just do a shameless plug for yourself, sis, please. Look, my social media on everything, Facebook, Instagram is Shariza J. Wilkerson. Shariza J. Wilkerson. My website is sharizajwilkerson.org. You can find me. I do read my DMs. I may not respond if I don't like what you're saying, but I do read them. Okay. <laughs> so hit me up. You know, it's all love, sisterhood, no drama, Toast. just business.